throwing guns at each other. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the first episode of The South Pole Show. I'm your host Jack Scanlon. We're just going to get straight into it. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been a big project of mine and hoping that uh, with your help we can turn The South Pole Show into something special. Now to begin with I'm going to do a UFC 257 review. In the lightweight co-main event, Michael Chandler defeated Dan Hooker with a knockout in round one at two minutes and 30 seconds. This was a beautiful performance by Michael Chandler making his UFC debut, which is interesting because most UFC debuts don't go your in your favor. Um, this is an interesting one because Michael Chandler now jumps very high in the UFC lightweight rankings. Now number four in the lightweight division, while Dan Hooker unfortunately takes a setback and is now back down to number eight. And this was big news, but the bigger news was Dustin Poirier knocking out Conor McGregor in the second round. What a beautiful performance by this man. Flawless victory. The, uh, the leg kicks just took a hold of Conor and he went down. It was... Nuts to watch live. Um, I was at the casino for this one, the Perth Casino. It's It was a shock because a lot of people were writing Dustin off, which they shouldn't have been. He's a fantastic competitor. But when it happened, people knew what was, what, what was, what was going on. Dustin was the champion. And after the match, he pretty much claimed himself as the champion. And as we know, Khabib is expected to vacate the lightweight title. And they'll set up a lightweight match very, very soon. What's next in the lightweight division? I believe that Conor McGregor will compete very, very soon. Um, once he gets his leg under control. Because as he said himself, it <clears throat> it looked like a balloon. Um, the UFC are trying to set up a match between Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier. But Dustin doesn't seem to want it. He doesn't seem to think Michael Chandler deserves the uh, the title shot straight away. Which is, is, is fair. It is his first time in the UFC, but I think after a knockout to um, a lightweight contender and coming out of Bellator with two two championships, I, th I think he's up there, which is why the UFC, I believe, are moving forward with Michael Chandler and Charles Oliveira. They're going to try and put that one together for the vacant lightweight title, which leaves Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor to go for the trilogy, I think, which will be... Pretty huge fight. Do you know um, this fight, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier 2, was the second highest buying in UFC history coming under uh, coming under Khabib and Conor. So I think that's my lightweight matchup predictions for this year. Now that Khabib is under the picture, I see Dustin and Conor going for the trilogy. Oliveira and Chandler having a title match. I don't know where that leaves Gaethje or Ferguson in the picture. But I do know that Nate Diaz is interested in possibly coming down to the lightweight division. Although recent treats have uh, pretty much confirmed that he wants to stay at welterweight. So maybe there could be a couple of matchups there. But it's going to be a very interesting year, I think, for the lightweight division. Uh, moving on, I wanted to take another step back and talk about the fight night between Max Holloway and Calvin Cater. Because... Oh my god, the performance that Max Holloway put on might have been one of the best I've ever seen from him. 
the moves, the blocking, the attack, the aggressiveness is surprising from this man. And I think he's he's hungry. He's hungry for that title. He's hungry for the rematch with Alex Volkanovsky, the Aussie boy. If uh, Volkanovsky can get past Brian Ortega, which I think he will. Um, I'll get to that one in the weeks coming. But I think that matchup isn't too difficult for the Volk. So the featherweight division also looking very, very interesting this year. 2021 is going to be an interesting year because all the announced pay-per-views so far are stacked. And I'm going to be doing a breakdown of every single one of them the weeks beforehand. But what I wanted to do right now was to go through all the Australian competitors that are fighting in the next couple of months because the land down under is going to be very represented as Robert Whittaker, Alex Volkanovsky... Jimmy Crute, Jake Matthews, Megan Anderson are all going to be competing, as well as UFC flyweight prospect Casey O'Neill will be making her UFC debut for Australia. So I'm stoked and excited for every single one of those matchups, and I'll be breaking down every single one of those fights as they get closer to the date. Um, a little side note here I wanted to bring up uh, Daniel Cormier uh, tweeted out earlier to I believe it was WWE in general about the uh, the Royal Rumble that just happened. Uh, Edge won the Royal Rumble and Daniel Cormier tweeted out saying that the storytelling was pretty damn good and he hadn't seen anything like that for a while. So I thought that was pretty funny and it shows the friendly banter that the two companies still have. Uh, next up I want to talk about the Ultimate Fighter that should be happening in the next couple of months. The Ultimate Fighter is, of course, one of the, the the most popular side projects slash side shows the UFC have. They've obviously got Dana White's Contender Series, which is very, very popular. And The Ultimate Fighter is where two pretty high up um, fighters take a team of younger fighters and sort of battle it out between each other. And then usually towards the end of the show, the two uh, main fighters will fight it out in a, a pay-per-view or main event. And I believe what the UFC are trying to set up at the moment is Colby Covington and George Masvidal. As we know, Kamara Usman will be going up against Gilbert Burns next week, and I'll be breaking that down very, very shortly. But the ultimate fighter with Colby and Masvidal would be very, very entertaining. I really hope one of them pulls out and uh, Nate Diaz can jump in, because I believe Nate Diaz on the ultimate fighter would be just perfect. It would be hilarious and it would be an absolute treat to watch. But I do believe the Ultimate Fighter is being set up for the end of March, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to take a jump into the other side of this podcast now and talk about boxing. Now, for Australia, the most important news right now is that Tim Zhu will be taking on Dennis Hogan on March 31st. Now, Tim Zhu, obviously, son of Costa Zhu. Huge name in boxing at the moment. Should be going for a world title very, very soon. But at the moment, he just wants to stay active, which is why he's taking on Dennis Hogan. Tim Zhu is incredible. And for this one, I'm just going to predict a first-round knockout because it's what he did last time. He's very aggressive, he's very fast, and he's very accurate. And I don't see Dennis Hogan being able to match the power of Tim Zhu. 
Other big boxing news is strongman Eddie Hall is set to take on the mountain from Game of Thrones in September of this year. This is uh, going to be known as the heaviest boxing match in history. These two absolute powerhouses of men are going to smash the absolute shit out of each other. And it's going to be entertaining, so I cannot wait for that one. Eddie Hall, in his training, is looking dangerous. Let me just tell you that. Looking forward to that one. And, of course, the biggest fight in all of boxing at the moment, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. Still don't have a date for this fight, but I'm hoping it's this year. Because these two men have been talking and chatting absolute shit to each other for the past couple of years, and they're finally going to let all their anger out inside the ring. I've been watching a lot of training from both men, and at the moment I think I'm leaning more towards Anthony Joshua in the fight. He just seems a bit more confident, not confident, but he seems a bit more focused than Fury. But then again, in boxing, you never know what's going to happen. Just look at the Anthony Joshua and Ruiz fight to see that. So. It's all going to be decided on, on the night, and I'm looking forward to that one. Now, before I jump into the main two fights of uh, today's podcast, I thought I'd talk a bit about myself. So I'm from WA in Australia, and currently WA is just coming out of a five-day lockdown. Thanks to COVID, we had one case, and our Premier sent us into a five-day lockdown, and he's done pretty well, and we've had zero cases since then, so we're very, very happy bushfires though is a different story we've been pretty plagued with those it's pretty scary out there but hopefully we'll have all of those um, under control very very soon i'm currently studying radio which is uh how i'm getting a lot of my guests which is another thing i wanted to talk about is the guests hopefully we're going to having hopefully we're going to be having some uh, amazing guests on this show very very soon and i think Mm, yeah, yeah, I think I can tell you that. I think I can confirm that Casey O'Neill will be coming onto the show very, very soon. So I'm extremely excited for that, and I hope you are too. Enough about me, though. It's time to get to the good stuff. We're talking UFC Fight Night, Overeem versus Volkov, which is currently set for about 12 hours from now. I'm recording this on the Saturday before the fight. In Australia, obviously, the fights are on Sundays. Um, in the co-main event is Frankie Edgar taking on Corey Sandagen. And I think Corey is a criminally underrated fighter. His last couple of performances have been incredible, except for his loss against Aljamain Sterling in June of last year. Um, of course, you, you can never uh, write off Frankie Edgar. He's an extremely good fighter. But I think my tip for this week is going to Corey. And I'm going to go with Knockout in the second round. Someone write that down. I'm going to be keeping track of all my predictions. Going to be seeing if I can get a sort of a streak going. I think that might be fun. But usually, usually I'm very, very wrong. Just look at two weeks ago. I was going for Connor and... Eesh, that did not go well. I was even going for Dan Hooker. So, last couple of um, bets haven't haven't paid off. We're talking about the heavyweight main event, though. Alistair Overeem taking on 
Alexander Drago Volkov. I'm excited for this one because straight away I went to Alexander Volkov. He's a, he's an incredible performer, and I do like him as a fighter. Um, I was I was going to jump on him straight away, but every single time people underestimate or overlook Alistair Overeem because of how old he is, he proves us wrong. He comes back every single time, and he seems to win, and he usually wins by knockout, um, which is incredible because he's he's 40 years old. Uh, Volkov is 32 in this fight. Um, you, you can't underestimate the man, but knowing me, I'm pretty dumb. I'm going to underestimate him, and my, my pick is still going to Alexander Volkov. Hopefully... Hopefully, finally, age takes a hold of Overeem, but I do think it'll be a good fight. And I do think it'll uh, finish with a finish. I believe there will be a knockout of some sort in this fight. So there you have it. Write it down. I've got Corey Sandhagen in the co-main event to knock out Frankie Edgar. And I've got Alexander Volkov in the heavyweight main event to knock out Alistair Overeem. Write it down. Let's hope I'm right. Moving on to UFC 258 on February 14, Sunday's February 14, Australian time. I have to keep reiterating that because I keep getting people coming up to me saying, Jack, you know that it's on February 15th, right? And I say, sir, or man, or woman, Australia is a whole day before America, so it takes place on the 14th of February for us. Go back to wherever you came from and let me do my thing. But moving on, it is still a very packed card for the main event. In the third fight, we have Kevin Gastelum fighting Ian Heinich in the middleweight division. Now, Kevin has not won a fight since 2018, and I think that might take effect here. Um, I, don't, I don't want to say he's lost it. He's only 29 years old, but... Um, I don't know. I think, I think Ian has this one. Uh, it, it 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 could go either way, but uh, my bet on this one will be on Ian Ian Heinich. In the co-main event is the match I am excited for most out of this uh, main event. Um, Alexa Grasso taking on Macy Barber. Now Macy Barber is only twenty-two years of age, and she's coming off a complete ACL tear in two thousand and twenty. Now, I always like to root for the underdog, and I believe here will be no difference. Macy Barber to take out Alexa and prove to the world that she is back and in business at only age 22. I think that is pretty amazing. That is only... that's only three years from my age. Maybe if I put in the work, maybe I can get to the UFC at age 22. What do you guys think? I don't think so. And of course, in the main event, Welterweight King... Kamara Usman will be taking on Gilbert Burns for the welterweight title. These two were supposed to fight last year in Fight Island, but Gilbert Burns pulled out. Uh, George Masvidal jumped in, and Usman put on a dominant performance between him. And unfortunately, I don't think uh, this fight will go any different. Usman is known as the most boring fighter in the UFC, but that does not mean he's not a skilled fighter. He's uh, very technical in the clinch and on the ground and will just dominate most of his, uh, his opponents. Although, 
Gilbert Burns does train with Usman. He's a, he's a training partner, so maybe he will stand a fight against Usman, but I don't think so. I think Usman will be too dominant as usual and will take back that uh, title. I think the only the only person who's going to be able to beat Usman is a striker who can come in quickly, um, harshly, and put him to sleep in the first couple of rounds. Because uh, after that, he just takes you to the ground, he controls you, and you don't get far away. Um, plenty, plenty more on this uh, card though. Um, in the in the main event, in the preliminary card, Jim Miller taking on Bobby Green. That will be a good lightweight bout. Um, not the strongest card that I've seen, but still an interesting one. I will do a live stream of it. Uh, my reaction, of course, when it comes around. And yeah. A uh, couple last-minute announcements that I had before I go. Tony Ferguson has tweeted to Nate Diaz, um, all you do is bitch out. You don't want no uh, squabbles from a real, from a real fighter, uh, 170 or 155. Sit down and shut the fuck up, you casual. Ouch. Um, this brings in a question again of where Tony Ferguson goes the, this year. Maybe about with Nate Diaz. Now that is a fight that I would like to see. Two very good strikers, two very good grapplers. That could be an interesting one. Hopefully the UFC puts that one together. Sean O'Malley will be returning at UFC 260 against Thomas Almeida. I'm looking forward to this one because uh, the sugar show, Sean O'Malley, has been talking a lot of shit since his last loss. And I mean a lot. He does not shut up. But if he can prove himself by taking out a, a very good contender in, in Thomas Almeida, um, maybe people will start to believe him more. Um, on the other hand, I, will, I would not be angry if Thomas came out there and knocked him out. Um, but of course, I am I, I'm, I'm a fan of the Sugar Show. He's an entertaining fighter, so I'm looking forward to that one. And finally, Cowboy Donald Cerrone will uh, meet Diego Sanchez on May 8th. They have verbally agreed to a welterweight bout. Um, <laughs> this one's funny. It's like two It's like two grandpas meeting up at a bar, getting into an argument, and then uh, fighting. I'm kidding, of course. These two are very, very formidable opponents, um, even though they are a bit older. I'm looking forward to this bout, of course. These two are very entertaining fighters, and any anything could happen. Uh, at the age that they are. And Khabib Nurmagomedov has turned his attention to soccer as he seems to be training with uh, one of, I think, Dagestan's uh, soccer teams. That's quite entertaining to see. He does have very good footwork, so he could go very, very far. <laughs> but thank you very much for joining me for the very first episode of The Southpaw Show. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you here. I will let you know how my predictions go on the Instagram, and I will be live streaming my reaction to UFC 258 next week uh, you can find that all at my instagram at at the southpaw show so check that out that will include all the latest news in mma and boxing so don't miss out i am looking for a partner these podcasts can be quite lonely with just me so if you're interested and local to perth and you think you will be a uh, a good partner for this podcast please let me know they'll be glad to have you on on the southpaw show that is all for today. Let me know if you want me to talk about anything in particular um, next week. And I will see you all in the next episode of the Southport Show. Bye-bye.